Hello gang, Steve Turton here with episode 29 of my conversations with the Pope. Bit of a strip back, thrown together one. The always reliable local broadband's been down over the last couple of days, so with a little light on soundtrack and clips this week. Still managed a funny 90 minutes with Popey, covering all sides of football, looking at racism in the game, on the back of what he calls the knobhead Millwall fans last weekend, and we're further examining the John Terry and Tom Ferdinand case. On a lighter note, we get into Maradona's time as manager in Mexico and share the funniest chants we've heard on the terraces. We'd like to hear from you, our listeners, on that one uh, for next week. So get us some of your suggestions for funniest football songs you've heard on match day. Away from footy, we discuss why we're swerving Joshua Pulev this weekend. We do some unlikely lookalikes and Keegan's of the week. And Popey shares some old stories from our college days and how we first met. The solo tip of the week's actually already played and lost, so you can have a little laugh at that as a bonus. But we have got some additional picks, long-term picks, and a Christmas number one shout as well. Thanks as always for listening. Share us on your socials and send us to your mates if you're enjoying our bullshit. <laughs> Enjoy the show. <laughs> Hi, yeah, we're here to start now. Popey, hello, lad. Yeah, I've got you all right. It's an uh, it's a good job you haven't got the video on today. It's like live from Bronson's cellist. Shirt off. Oh wow! Okay. Baldy head on me. So is the pod taking a sinister sinister turn this week? Is it? Yeah. What's with the uh, cool. what's with the top off? I don't know. I've just been up the wall, lad. No broadband on again. Do you have enough time to put a t-shirt on at least? One step forward, uh, five steps back every time with this podcast, isn't it? Yeah, broadband's down again in Hales. Just yeah, the that, that, that doesn't excuse you for not wearing a top anyway. I didn't have time. Let's just let's just let's get well, on. Well, it's with either it. that or it's either that or the reason you're late today is you've been meeting up with Bloomick again in one of those secluded country lanes. Which which is it? <laughs> well, that would ex- <laughs> explain the shape being off, wouldn't it? I suppose. Well, this is what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I haven't seen Blue Mick, to be honest with you. He's gone missing, understandably, I can imagine, at the moment. All right, okay, yeah. That sounds about right, done, doesn't it? Yeah, I haven't seen him. How are you, lad, anyway? You okay? Yeah, not too bad, yeah. It's a bit of a struggle, as per usual. Like, our, our Dylan's just decided to, to sort of stop sleeping in the last uh, month or two, which puts the 18 months prior um, that we've obviously been building up some sort of routine with him. Just in the Swanee, basically, yeah. So, a bit frustrating, but not too uh, not too bad otherwise. No, How about yourself? Right. Well, it's not all right, though, is it, really? It's, it's, it's not all right, but it is just, just managing, surviving. Just uh, just give it a, 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 what, six more months and it'll be self-sufficient, I hope, at least, anyway. Let's see. Let's see if we can get the uh, baby juice to rest, eh? The, the Soho's not doing the trick for him, no? I thought they might... They might be calming him, the old... No, that's baby Gronk. That, that's our Louis. He's got a bit of a... Uh, yeah, sweet tooth when it comes to Soho. No, I, I haven't really sort of tried dealing with it yet, but that, that might be a thought, yeah. Might might sort of act as some sort of sedative, who knows. <laughs> Get one of them Soho gins in him, I reckon. Just, just dose him <laughs> up. He needs something like, yeah, 
I'm thinking of some sort of... I was looking at tranquilizer guns on the uh, dark web the other day, like so. But I think that's a little bit extreme at this stage, but who knows? Old school we job, shall see. Yeah. yeah, we shall see, yeah. Just take them out. Well, where do you want to start here this week? I think there's only one place to start, isn't it? Lyndon Arthur. Our guest, Wayne Smith, on last week. I think the show went down pretty well. Bit of a marathon-like one, it, lad? Two hours, I think yeah, we've done it. T- t- yeah, too much so, to be honest with you. Yeah, we can try and keep it a bit more concise today than, uh, I think, yeah, the viewers... Sorry, the listeners, more so than anyone, will uh, will appreciate that. I'd say so. I think... Um, how, was, but... hey, how was your vaccination this morning, by the way? <laughs> I'm not putting myself forward for that, lad. Why? What, what, what makes you say that? Or are you being... Uh... Oh, right, no, no, no. You're I just thought sarcastic. you were the well and... No, not would I be sarcastic, come on. I just thought you were well and truly be in the uh, the vulnerable category with your uh, with your sudden <laughs> with your sudden <laughs> with your sudden rapid weight loss. And um yeah, that leg of yours as well certainly looks AIDS riddled, so I thought you would have uh, been one of the first out, yeah. No, I'm uh, I'm just waiting in line for the Ricketts vaccination, <laughs> I think. As soon as it gets sorted for that, I'll, I'll move on to COVID. Yeah, it's it's out there, isn't it? Today, by all accounts, my ma wants to be the first in line. I'm a little bit more sceptical. You're a bit of a conspiracy theorist, aren't you? Like, so yeah, yeah that, that doesn't surprise I, I wouldn't, me. I wouldn't say that. I just, I just, I don't know. The states haven't given us loads to go on in terms of trust, have they? I don't think over the last oh, what since Brexit, back right back to fucking Tony Blair and his weapons of mass destruction. I, I don't know, lad. I mean. Let's see how the outcomes get on with it first day, I reckon. And, uh... <laughs> Let them be the guinea pigs, yeah, brilliant. Um, yeah, I, I'm not going to be having one myself in all uh, in all seriousness, like. But yeah, just thought I'd, uh, yeah, just 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 ask the question at least. But if you're not, I mean, the uh, argument, you're not one of the I mean, first forward, then fair enough. The argument is is that so many of us need to get it. Don't don't wait for the whole uh, society to get over it, but. I don't know where to stand with with any of this virus these days, really. I, I'm still respecting it. I'm still doing me bit. I'm sanitising. I went to watch our Nicky's daughter's footy match on Sunday morning. So I was in the car with our Nicky, masks on, uh, in the back, me and our Johnny. You know, we are respecting it, like, but... It didn't look like you were respecting it on Tuesday night when you had your COVID party. <laughs> In fairness, it was Matty's. <laughs> it was Matty's birthday, and we'd shifted into tier two, hadn't we? So we thought we'd uh, we'd embrace it. Come on, lad! First drinking, three months. That first socialising since since London, I think. Well, I'm going a minute. I'm not the one fucking sat here going. Yeah, I've been respecting social distancing while all, while all the fucking while you're eating out of the same crisp bowl as your brother and three of your mates. So that's that's it. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, look a little bit closer to home. All being getting regularly tested, you'll be uh, you'll be happy to hear over there, fucking Matt Hancock. <laughs> Don't get me started on him. He was oh. uh, he put he put put in a Faldo S performance this morning on uh, Good Morning Good Morning what? Britain by all what accounts. Was, what was he giving it? Have you seen him? He was crying apparently, or like sort of blubbering, or like sort of a false cry. That obviously the first vaccinations are being rolled out today wow. and, and yeah he was he was overcome with the uh, emotion on the on the back of that or apparent emotion anyway it was all fabricated like but was it he... was just the, the the least sincere thing I've, I've ever seen i think Faldo tears... aside outside the Seve's funeral of course uh, tears of joy because his hedge his pharmaceutical hedge fund has just gone through the roof probably i'd imagine yeah of course there's of course lad yeah there's always there's shit uh, going ulterior on there? motives there's, there's always out... ulterior motives of course there is yeah. I, I was watching one i was watching a news report yesterday on the you know the pilot scheme we've been doing in liverpool yeah and they reckon because it's taking place outside and not in an hospital as many as four in ten 
will be false negatives. It won't pick up on on four in ten people who've got who've got COVID. <laughs> so what's been the point in that then? How can that get approved? How can that get funded for? How can the public pay for that when it's you know four in ten are gonna are gonna be shite and not worth the swab the fucking snots collected on? It's it's nuts, isn't it? Count yourself lucky. You don't have to pay any taxes, Steve. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Very Carr good. over here. I know, I know. But uh, anyway, yeah. Sorry, we 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 went on off, off on a bit of a tangent there. Yeah, you wanted to talk about Big Linden, the, uh, the snooze fest. Yeah, and Judge Marcus McDonald scores it one fifteen to one fourteen for your winner. And now both the Commonwealth and WBO Intercontinental Light Heavyweight Champion. Lyndon King Arthur! Lyndon Arthur gets it, and look at the celebrations in that corner. Yeah, it wasn't the most enthralling, was it? Again, boxing's main events are uh, they're not exactly delivering on the entertainment front, but for our listeners, for our backers, for Wayne, for the whole team, fucking great result, wasn't it? Yeah, no, congratulations, Wayne. Absolutely, yeah. Great performance. And no doubt that was the plan. And he alluded to to that as much on, on the episode last week. And mm. and obviously it went, went to plan. He did, was there to frustrate. He, he obviously mentioned Lyndon's jab. He didn't really have any other punches in his, his arsenal for whatever reason on the night. But the jab was enough, really. And some may say the result was dubious. But at the same time, Anthony Yard certainly didn't do enough to, to win the title from him. So, uh, yeah, I don't think there can be any complaints, really. Does sound like I know Lyndon played it down in the uh, in the post fight interview, but it does sound like he injured his hand. There's apparently footage of him injuring his hand in the warm up backstage. Oof. There's apparently some uh, some video doing the round, which which would explain a lot. But I don't know. I don't know if him not using the right hand kind of benefited him. Almost he wasn't having to throw it. He wasn't leaving himself open. He kept it so easy on the jab that I think it almost helped him to keep it defensive and keep it compact and. Anthony Yard, that, that we'll come on to the Keegans in the uh, the week in in a touch, but yeah, Anthony Yard's team, I think they need to get the fucking head out their asses, don't they? He apparently doesn't <laughs> spy, you know, doesn't do any sparring. His well, trainer, that's, that's 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 yeah, that's that's certainly uh, unconventional to say the least. Yeah, so Wayne was a bit too heavy-handed on the pads prior to the fighter. Yeah, broke his fighter's hand. What's Possibly. going on? I don't know. I don't know what's happened. I don't know if Pat's chain might might have got in the way. Seeing fucking Pat's uh, Pat's bling round his neck. Maybe that's that's it. It's it's his hand while he's been going through the, the turnover chain. Yeah, the Miami U channel <laughs> turnover chain in it. Brilliant. But he's got, um, he's I don't, got proper, I don't... proper hurricanes vibes there, Pat. Like Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah, I don't think it was a great advertisement for boxing, but we're happy for our man Wayne there. Great results, and and obviously for our listeners, whoever. Did they get stuck in at the five to one? I think a few piled in. You know, I've had some good messages. A few piled in. I think it's been a, it's been not a bad week for the for the pod I, again. Obviously, Aguero didn't play, so that Beck avoided. We'll have a, maybe have another go at that again. You Told know, you, yeah. lad, he's not going to play. The same injury, right. but obviously his head's going to be up his ass a little bit. His yeah, father-in-law's just that. Do you know what I mean? I think I think there's something more to it. I think he'll. He, I think he will be back in the next week or two. But I think it's more so because. Guardiola said then a couple of weeks ago he'd recovered from his injury, so I don't so much think it's a setback, more so obviously he's just suffering from the loss of his uh, his father in law. Yeah, possibly, possibly. But it was like yeah, it was a good week. 
more boxing this weekend. A bit of a bigger card. Will you be tuning in for, for Anthony Joshua this weekend, Popey, or...? What's wouldn't have thought so, lad, no. No, wouldn't, wouldn't have yeah. thought so, really. It doesn't, doesn't really get me juices flowing, to be honest with you. No, Joshua, I'm, uh, I'm thinking of completely boycotting it myself, lad. You, you know I'm a Tory. You know I usually get to the night and I'll end up, <laughs> I'll end up stumping up <laughs> the 20 How much did he want for you for the privilege to watch it? What are they charging, box office? Well, this is the thing. Have you seen the undercard? It's absolutely terrible. Anyone who puts... Lawrence Coley and Huey Fury on the uh, on the same oh, wow. undercard. Yeah, I mean, yeah. are you trying to torture? Are you trying to torture your, your fan base or what? <laughs> and he's charging twenty five quid for it. Anthony Joshua's the biggest price once a ten, I think. Um, twenty five quid now, yeah. And this should have been, Popey, this should have been on the back of Pavek and White last month, on the back of another pay-per-view. I think he's a fucking disgrace, Eddie, to be honest with you, and we'll come on to him very soon. So basically, stay, is he, is, he, is he putting the prices up because of because of COVID? There's no crowds, and obviously he's not making as much money because there's, there's no crowds there, so he's making up by increasing the pay-per-view slightly, because typically, is it about 20 quid pay-per-view? It's or is it just quid, sort of in line Ruiz. with inflation type of thing? The Ruiz rematch went up to 25 quid and he said it was a one-off because they were doing it out there and now it's 25 quid again this time in the middle of the worst, what's going to be the worst fucking recession for I don't know how long. Yeah. He's he's gonna he's gonna stick it at 25 quid just before Christmas when everyone's having to fork out. A lot of people are on furlough. I think he's a fucking disgrace, to be honest with you. And I, I'm gonna—I'm not even gonna bother with a link, you know. I'm doing something Saturday night. I'm going out. So you're swerving it, still, yeah? I'm swerving it completely, yeah, yeah. It doesn't—it uh, doesn't interest me, to be honest with you, as well, lad. I think Joshua, since he's scared against Klitschko, and obviously Ruiz got to him, I think he's become a very, very different fighter. I don't think he's an explosive go searching for the knockout no, kind of guy. No, no, you could almost call him negative. He's a little bit more calculated, but yeah. you could also call him a little bit more cautious, a little bit more negative at times, which obviously is a, someone who's going to pay 25 quid potentially to watch him. That's not what you want to see. You want the explosiveness of the mm-hmm. Joshua of old, really, don't you, before he got his, uh, his loss. But uh, I'm going to say to you, Stay, what you said to uh, Jay McGowan, when he walked off on the 18th fairway at Sutton Hall all them years ago. It's hardly the biggest protest of all time, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Eddie will be smart in the fact that you're, uh, you're not going to tune in like so, uh, but each to their own at the same time. It's a time. start, it's a start, isn't it? And if, and if someone who just religiously buys them, not out of fandom, not, not because I'm a fucking fanboy, just because if you're in... It's not the biggest thing, you know what I mean? If you were going out, you'd spend the bomb, wouldn't you? So I always legitimise it by, oh, it's 20 quid, it's 15, 20. But this time, fuck it. I, honestly, I, before Christmas, I just cannot be arsed, lad. I cannot be arsed giving him 25 quid in his skyrockets, honestly, fast car. Yeah, okay, very good, yeah. Start calling you a Malcolm X, anyway. <laughs> He's right, lad, well done. <laughs> a master. An absolute freedom fighter. <laughs> yes, quite quite the statement, say, Steve. Not, not paying the 25 quid on Saturday is right, lad. After about 20 Keep up the years good of uh, propping yeah, up this yeah. fucking shite. Yeah, um, yeah exactly, yeah. After, after funding Eddie Ayn's mansion, wherever he lives in Essex, just by yourself, yeah. You've now decided to cut your losses. Brilliant. Well done. <laughs> This sounds like this sounds like a, a fresh entry to Keegan of the Week here. Should we should we get right right into them? Oh, I've got plenty, mate. Yeah, wait, can I start if you don't mind? Yeah. Oh, lad, let's 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 do it. Let's get right into it. Now you know him better than anybody, probably. Do you back him to score quickly? Yes or no? Yes. Oh, he has it. No. Argentina go through. 
Nice one, Nate. We haven't given Michelle for a while. Killer Crab Men on the Keegan of the Week. A little sound by Dave. Oh, do you know what, lad? Fantastic track, that, by the way. Really good. Arguably, bit, arguably the, the only highlight of the show. Whenever yeah. I listen to it every week. Yeah, I'd One of few, so. put it that he's, way. He gave us a shout Along this week, actually. Danny McNeil, yeah. or Patty McNeil, as he's been getting called in America. Apparently nobody can get his name right. He had some fella doing some work on the house and signed the invoice. Patty McNeil. <laughs> when it's Danny <laughs> McNeil. Nice wow, one, so- Paddy. See you next week. Apparently, we're <laughs> shouting to him going down the drive. But yeah, he's asked if we want any more sound bites or that. So I think maybe we should get a little unlikely lookalikes new one in there. Maybe freshen up the Soho soundtrack as well. Maybe the tip of the week soundtrack. So I certainly we'll think to- unlikely lookalikes. Yeah, you can nominate that for Keegan of the week. What, what's all that fucking soppy usher bullshit? <laughs> you remind me of a girl that I once knew. <laughs> well, it's usually. Ginny Sachs in the batch of unlikely lookalikes, isn't she? So <laughs> Doesn't do much for our street cred, does it? Fucking hell, you remind me of a girl I once knew. Yeah, so if you could put something together, please, Patty. Yeah, that would be much appreciated, because the, the, the sooner we can get rid of Usher, the better. Get us fired, and then Keegan's of the week. Let's get right into this. This is going to be the quickest show we do. I hate to do this, Steve. I hope so, yeah, let's hope so. Let's just wrap it up. I hate to do this, because he was a fantastic guest, but I've got a nominee for my first Keegan of the week, Wayne. Wayne Smith. You're going in uh, on Wayne? Fuck Yeah, I'm now. sorry, I've got to. I know. I fouled last week. Now you're going in on Wayne. Jesus, go on. It's all in jest, though, innit? Do you know of what course, I mean? It's, of um, but he, he mentioned in last week's interview, I quite rightly said that Anthony Dubois was 23 years old. Uh, he corrected me. And said he was 22. So I was straight on Wikipedia, obviously, given my uh, inferiority complex oh straight after God, the interview this... and found out that he has, is in fact 22. So there you go, Wayne. That's my first nomination for Keegan of the Week. So hang on. So you're nominating yourself then? No, no, no. I, 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 I correctly said, uh, sorry. Well, there you go. That's a Keegan of the Week. I correctly said that Daniel Dubois was 23. Wayne then corrected me and said he's 22. Straight onto Wiki after the uh, interview. And he is, in fact, 23. So, uh, who's the boxing expert, eh? How pedantic can you be? A man, <laughs> an assistant hey, trainer, it, it, gives us it, an hour of his time, fight week. And this is this is the thanks you're giving him back. Well, you've yeah. got to ask yourself, who's the boxing expert there? You know what I mean? I knew that, 23. He, he corrected me and... Therefore, um, yeah, he stands corrected. He, he by by sort of correcting me <laughs> with twenty two. He knew he was putting himself off for Keegan of the week, and uh, okay, so okay. it transpired. So that's my first one. As as as, so, as tepid as it is, so Trumpian. You're such a petty Donald Trump. <laughs> Well, I've just got to play up to my role in the uh, in the show, haven't I? Do you know what I mean? I'll be so sure. I'll be sure to pass it on. I'll be sure to pass. It on. I think we're meant to be in the gym this week or next. I'll, as will I'll, I. Next time I see him, yeah. I'll, I'll, pass it on, I'll pass it on. You got a batch of them, have you? Go on, Pope. We keep them rolling. Got a couple, yeah. I've got another one from you. Just again, just touching on last week's interview with Wayne. Yeah. You quite proudly said to him uh, on the back of me mentioning how you picked up your knee injury. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. That, that you no longer drink anymore. Fast forward, what was it? Eight hours. You're absolutely sozzled in your kitchen doing the uh, definitely maybe Oasis soundtrack uh, front of back. To be whatever I am Whatever I choose And I'll sing the blues if I want Free To be whatever I am Whatever I like If it's wrong or right It's alright so, uh, 
well, actually, I'm going to give Mobstay a shout for that as well because I've actually got that down. He'd uh, he'd inbox me saying that he's nominating me for Keegan of the Week. Talking about this, talking about this sober life, and then we're drinking. uh, we're drinking white Russians and smoking cigars into the wee hours on, on, an, uh, on a Wednesday morning. Like, yeah, yeah. It was fucking great, to be honest with you. Matty Staples' birthday. <laughs> fucking he wonderful looked He looked absolutely sozzled, that video you sent, like, Matty, yeah. So, certainly looked like he enjoyed himself. Yeah, well, he enjoyed his yeah. celebrations. He joined the thirty-five club. Why not? But yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that on the chin. Preaching the uh, the clean cut life, and then uh, as I say, drinking till like nine in the morning and putting it out on Instagram. Yeah, fucking. Just, you're just a walking hypocrite, really, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. How, how do you expect our show to get any credibility when you're constantly contradicting yourself? I don't know. Doesn't have much know. weight. Trump's Doesn't done a decent much... job of it, hasn't he? Uh, I'm hoping we've got some loyal followers <laughs> that'll. Uh, It'll, it'll go into battle with us regardless, regardless of the hypocrisy and the nonsense. We shall see. The last one I want to put forward is a WhatsApp group that I'm in. There's a lad on there, John Kelly. He's a good lad, John. But he put on there on Sunday night that Bobby Firmino is well better than Son for Tottenham Hotspur, which I just... Uh, and it wasn't like a tongue-in-cheek comment. I think, that's, I think it's pretty pointless you putting any nominations forward. I think that's got to win it, hands down. Well, you'll have to throw me right in alongside them because I wouldn't swap Bobby for for Son any day of the week. <laughs> for old for old Wayne Newton, brilliant. <laughs> hey, Liam Rowland's got in touch with that over the unlikely lookalike. He nominated unlikely lookalike last week. Uh, Wayne mm. Newton, if you missed it, Tottenham striker Son. Yeah, he he was wondering if he was he was getting any allegations thrown at him there. Whether whether you call him call him out on racism. I just thought there were some racial undertones there, like, yeah, definitely. But let's not sort of lose sight of the fact that my top nomination for Keegan of the Week is, again, I'll repeat myself, John Kelly in saying that Bobby Firmino uh, is well better than Son. And, yeah, just a little um, yeah caveat to that is obviously you saying you'd rather have Firmino over Son. So, yeah, bit of a two-pronged one there for me. He's had a terrific couple of games, Bobby, though. I know he hasn't netted, but he was tremendous. I was a bit sozzled, the Ajax game. I was, I'm told by by uh, MD Fitness, brother Mark Davis, that uh, that he was great when he came on against Ajax, and, and he was fucking terrific on Sunday for Liverpool. Mm, yeah, so uh, it's only 13 goals to go, and then you're uh, void bet, really, isn't it? <laughs> Good luck I'm... with that one, Steve. He, hey, watch if, do you still think he'll, uh, he's in the, <laughs> the top scorer race, by the way? He's a hat trick away, Popey. Get a hat trick. Get a hat trick before Christmas, and he's right back in the mixer. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Very good. So yeah, you nominate yours now, mate. Keegan's of the week. I will stick with boxing a little bit. Ian John Lewis for the one seventeen one eleven yard card. I heard the boxing the nuthouse our mate again who put the podcast out last week's podcast out on the uh, the boxing asylum. Got to check that out if you're a boxing fan. Like they are terrific. Yeah. One of the one of the panelists said Ian John Lewis is such a bad referee and judge. That he could stop a fight if a boxer trips on the way into the ring. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I'd I'm, go sure Dave, I'm sure David Price has done that in the past. <laughs> well, he'd probably <laughs> been doing everyone a favour, stopping fucking Pricey on his way into the ring, wouldn't he? <laughs> None less than Pricey himself. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. David Price, the only boxer in history who gets gassed on the, on his ring walk. <laughs> on, literally on his lazies as the, 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 the bell goes at the start of the fight. So much, so much nervous energy. So oh, much yeah, nervous energy. Yeah. Terrible, terrible. Anthony Yard goes in, calling it a robbery, saying that judges are ruining people's lives. Deluded man, 
and the fucking <laughs> the kip of his suit as well that he had on that suede F. It looked like it was from a leather shop at Central Station, didn't it? Shit leather shop. <laughs> Absolutely yeah, shit, terrible. Shit leather um, shop, but it's fucking been there for about 50 years, and it? There's obviously demand. It's definitely got to be some sort of front, that place, hasn't it? Yeah, of course, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen anyone in there. We've had a little mooch around it. Apart like, from your Peggy. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. 100%, that's it. Our Peggy pulled out a few bits and was like, I might come back for that. <laughs> Peggy single-handedly keeping it going, yeah. Yeah, yeah, keeping it rolling. Sticking with boxing, Eddie Ayn. I think you mentioned last week, Popey, about Eddie Ayn saying that he fought Dubois... I'd quit in the Joyce fight. Did you hear the sound clip of that, Popey, or was it something you'd read? Uh, no, it's something I'd read. Called him ba- weak-hearted, I think, was the exact quote. He was basically saying it was definitely a quit. He was saying, I'd love to see some scans. I've not seen some doctor's reports. Frank Warren produced the doctor's report on Saturday night during the broadcast. I don't know if you've seen that. Damaged orbital <laughs> bones. A chance of the orbital bone caving in, I, th- I think oh, it wow. was. If, if any Whoa, that, punishment that's, that's, would have continued. Bleeding hemorrhage to his eye and uh, fortunately it was stopped because otherwise the eyeball could have gone back into where the because of the fractures gone back into that and he would have had a detached retina so mm, yeah so Eddie Ayn's definitely in the mix I mean we mentioned this pay-per-view card before Acoli and Huey Fury uh, they're your supporting actors what a what a production you're putting together so He's certainly nominated for. Post- sorry, Steve. Sorry, sorry to stop you in your tracks. This has become a bit of a weekly feature now on the back of Gary Barlow last week and I got Davids a few weeks before. I've actually met Eddie Ayn and I've got a picture with him in town. Don't know whether you want me to forward it on for the page. <laughs> I mean, you get worse than Moss with his Mickey Mouse fucking autograph book here with Liverpool players, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> when did you meet Eddie Ayn? It was a few years ago now. Uh, I was with our Louie in town and there was a fight on in the Echo on the Saturday night. I can't remember who was fighting. And he was walking through town. I'd just seen the kip of his clobber. It was a nice day. It was in the middle of the summer. He had shorts, T-shirts on. And like these these almost knee-high white socks on. <laughs> they were almost like pop socks, honestly. <laughs> Awful, terrible, terrible. So anyway, quite, I kindly asked him for a picture. And uh, yeah, he said he would. And yeah, got Louie in on it. So it didn't look like... Get the fanboy. Yeah, the fanboy, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's quite lucky to get a picture with me in the end, to be honest with you, given the uh, the notoriety of our podcast in, uh, in recent weeks. But I'll uh, <laughs> I'll send you the picture anyway, get it up on the page for everyone to have a laugh at. Maybe the listeners as well should bang a few in. It'd be nice to see you, your strangest, maddest celebrity pictures. Like, I know Matty's got an absolute classic pissed with, well, now Kelly Maloney, Frank Maloney at the time. And oh, brilliant. Wow. Outside what, what are we talking, though? Sorry. So it was with Frank Maloney or with Kelly Maloney? No, it was with Frank. It wasn't with Kelly, unfortunately. Okay, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, yeah, not as much appeal with it being with Frank. It would have been with Kelly then. There'd be two questions. One, what's he doing with Kelly Maloney? And then two, absolutely brilliant. Just get it up on the page and that should get us, get us a few more listeners. Did you catch Kelly Maloney's fitness videos at the start of lockdown? Good morning. It's a beautiful morning. So we're working outside this morning. And I have been to see the little chickens. They're lovely. They slept well last night. Um, the goats. I did hear a noise during the night and I jumped up and went over there about one o'clock. But it was probably one of the dogs indoors knocking something over. Anyway, let's start with our Tuesday morning program. Hands in front of us, legs apart. Let's go. One, two, three. For... You sent them to me, yeah. I, 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 I haven't got really much of a 
and attention span as you know Steve so I think I watched like the first two minutes and that was enough for me just incredible I'll get some of them up on the page <laughs> it was the most I mean I think at one point we had what was it called Tiger King on on Netflix on the stream <laughs> Kelly Malone Maloney doing doing spinning squats and hip thrusts on the on the iPad it's just <laughs> Quite a Cra- surreal time in your life it's then, Steve, just, yeah? It's been a crazy year, Paul Panny. It's been a <laughs> two thousand and twenty. Is that the is that the apex, yeah? In what has been a crazy year is the apex Kelly Maloney on the iPad and Tiger King on the telly. I would say that must be up there. That's another one. I think we should probably get our try and get our heads around that. What is the craziest moments of of two thousand and twenty? Because there's How been long some- have you got to stay, yeah? There's 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 been too many to to even consider what I thought about 20 I, I could, oh. you could probably just roll off the tongue right away just madness just madness yeah uh, finishing off the Keegan's of the week I think Paul Scholes should go in I don't know if you caught that miserable bastard at half time of the Liverpool Wolves game I think he said that Liverpool aren't at their best tonight after that first 45 <laughs> minutes and then we all know what, what came after it I thought we were sensational in the first half but second half I don't know have you seen a more mature performance from us probably we look good, you know, lad. Wolves are a good team as well. Wolves are going to cause good. plenty of problems, as they did last year for the for the top six. They might even break into the top six, who knows? Mm. But they're a good team. And, yeah, we just took care of business. And, 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 and again, another clean sheet in what has become quite a formidable centre-half partnership, Matip and Fabinho. And I think on the back of Leicester, that's two hard home games. We've had there 3-0, 4-0. Mm. Minimum of fuss, minimum of, of, of effort at times. And tell you what, we look good, lad, for when uh, when some of our key players start coming back. I think I texted you, didn't I? 8-13 Liverpool, where we've got that home record in, in the Premier League. 8-13. <laughs> what would Bayern Munich be at home to, you know, maybe a, a, a top, top half side? You know, a good... Capable one to four, one to five, one, one to four, four one to maybe. Five. Yeah, eight to thirteen. Yeah. Liverpool, Bucky's hate us. <laughs> Can't get my head around it. Absolute, yep. absolute blue chip investment opportunity. Liverpool, like eight to thirteen. Just, I didn't back them myself. I was just watching me, uh, me anti post interest, but. Quite crazy, yeah, quite crazy. And I think Van yeah. Dyke might Van Dyke might have to play in midfield when he comes back, might he? Looking at Fabinho <laughs> and massive. I was, I was, I was texting you, Steve, and I, you're for being all shows as an age very well, as it? What were you saying about him at the start of the season? I was saying that I think he's quite vulnerable against really good counter-attacking teams playing defensive midfield, I think. I think it was the shout, wasn't it? I think, if anything, the shout aged amazingly. You can see what he's doing <laughs> from a different position. I think I was absolutely bang on. Big pat on the back I think from ten, I think, I, I think ten's like the 82, was your exact, exact uh, shout. <laughs> Absolutely, Which, um, yeah, absolutely. He's good at parking the bus, isn't he? He's good at the back. I think he's fucking fantastic there. But Steve, given our recent record of, of cursing all things Liverpool yeah. predominantly, we'll uh, we'll leave it at that for the, for the praise for, for being on Liverpool, yeah. Don't, don't sort of get to. There wasn't much Liverpool. praise for you from Loyal, one of our loyalist listeners, as we, as we say, Jordan Doyle. He wanted to throw a Keegan of the Week shout your way for the Maradona take on the World Cup. Absolute fabrication by all accounts. And Bastard. I suppose Go on. I suppose I need a bit of criticism as well because I slipped in a little bit of soundbite there last week that wasn't from the World Cup. It was from actually when he signed for Napoli. Come on, but, what have um, I done now? Come on. Apparently Maradona was on his ass on the arse end of his Napoli career come World Cup 90. Man, he was he was getting booed and taunted like all the other players. The the Naples fans, the Italian fans in general, nobody was behind him by all accounts. No, I'm going to double down on that. In fact, I've been watching the Maradona HBO documentary this week. I'm about a quarter of the way through it, 
and we're only up to about 1986, just just before the World Cup. So, yeah, let me watch that in its entirety, yeah. and then I'll uh, report I'll, back I'll, I'll to get, us. Report I'll report back, back to, to you next week. Yeah. I mean, I get a Maradona themed one as well. This is a week late. Tommy Standish nominated me. I actually, uh, I think it was the day, the day of Maradona's death, or the day after. Loads of fans were uh, were dancing around and celebrating him at a stadium. I put it up on Instagram, <coughs> t- tagged it as Buenos Aires. It was actually Naples. It was actually Napoli's <laughs> ground where they're going to turn the name into the Diego Armando Maradona stadium. So, yeah, Tommy Standish wasn't letting me get away with that. He rang me Friday night. Where was the Keegan of the week, lad, for you? For that fucking Buenos Aires. <laughs> I'll tell you what, lad, we're so informed, aren't we? We're so informed. We're but, awful. hang on a minute, though. So, so I, I will double down on my Maradona take right now. So, the facts that I gave were that it was a knockout game in Italian 90, Italy yeah. and Argentina, to which yeah. I was correct. That um, was right. Then, Semi-final, was it? Did he play it, I think? I thought, I'm not too sure, but then I suppose it's just subjective, really, isn't it? Whether the crowd were behind him or not. And based on what you just told me there about the renaming the stadium after him, there can't have been that much bad blood back in 1990 if, fast forward 30 years on, they're going to name a ground after him. Mm. So I, I, I'd, 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 like, I'd be fairly confident in what I was saying was right there. But let me watch the documentary in its entirety and then I will, uh, I'll report back next week. Maybe we get JD on the line next week, Jordan Doyle on the line next week. And yeah, wouldn't mind the head to head, Jordan, yeah. Appreciate the feedback nonetheless, pal. And thanks, as always, for listening. <laughs> A very, very late inclusion. Do you have to go in for Alex Smith again last night? don't know if you caught the, the late NFL results last night. Alex Smith beat the Steelers almost single-handedly, it looks like. Comeback mm-hmm. player of the year. You've been crying that Roethlisberger should get it, the Steelers quarterback. Yep. Mm. Alex Smith, three wins on the bounce for Washington. He's absolutely sewn up the, the comeback player of the year, hasn't he, Popey, surely now? He has, yeah. And that's it? Just concede that's it? That's it, yeah. But, well, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's going to win it, yeah. I, I still obviously don't think he deserves to win it, but he's won it, yeah, of course. So I, I don't see what you're getting at there. Should okay. we move on? Okay, let's go. Are, are, they, are they a force to be reckoned with, Washington, if they can win that, that NFC East? Well, you've got the 49ers at the weekend, so that's another W for them, oh, given Jesus. the depleted 49ers roster. So, yeah, who knows? That'll be four wins on the bounce, and, um, yeah, we could uh, they could make a late push for the playoffs, yeah. Who knows? I, I actually stayed up and watched the 49ers last night. I had a bit of your luck. I know you were saying about your uh, your Green Bay bet that fell short yesterday. Uh, sorry, the the other week. There's, there was a stat doing the rounds on Tony Kornheiser last week. The, the Bills went leading at half-time. They've only extended the lead in the second half once this season. So the angle was jump on the handicap on games that they're, that they're winning in. So half-time last night against your San Francisco 49ers, I thought, go on, I'll stay around, let's have a look. They're winning, winning by 10 at half-time, so I take 9.5 on the handicap for the 49ers. Obviously won the game by 10, didn't he? You're horrible, you, yeah. Obviously, of course, they did. Well, in garbage time, they got a, got a touchdown, didn't he? With their second or third choice quarterback, it didn't cover the handicap for me. That's what I'm saying. I was with San Francisco, so basically oh, right, the, yeah. the, the the Bills surrender a lot of their leads second half. So I yeah, take the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I take the 49ers yeah. plus nine and a half, and they win by ten. Fuck you know. I felt like felt like Tony Jordan chasing it. <laughs> you won't you won't get any sympathy from me. You'll be getting two hundred quid soon enough. So uh, yeah, certainly won't be getting any sympathy to go along with the the money that you'll be ro- robbing me of. If you're any sort of a man, actually, you'd you'd probably void bets given given that they've had like forty injuries through the season, unprecedented, not just in the NFL but in any sport. 
So if you're any sort of a man, you'd you'd, you'd yeah you'd, you'd avoid the bet. But yeah, I thought you, you might. Anyway, I might throw a little. Time. I thought you might cry this in. I might throw a little rule four on for you. I might throw a little rule four. On, a little bit of a <laughs> little bit of a sympathy vote there. You've been crying since day one, yeah. As if we haven't. <laughs> as if we haven't all got injuries. I've backed the Giants to get to make the playoffs. You lose fucking star running back first game. Sacrine, uh, fucking, hell, what's his name, lad? Barkley. Yeah, Saquon. Yeah, yeah, huge star. Yeah, you don't even know his name. Brilliant. Well done. Saquon Barkley. Everyone's had injuries, Popey. Everyone's had injuries. You know, it's. But hang on a minute. It's not only are you not paying me for this for this podcast, so by now you certainly should be. What was it? Episode 29, 30. You're actually taking money out of me pockets. And by doing so, taking food out of my kids' mouths. So if if you can sleep with, with that, knowing uh, you're doing that and you haven't got a heavy conscience, then, uh, Listen. then fair enough. Listen, you know, he's a grown man. He made a bet. He lost. End of story. As Tony <laughs> says about Davy Scatino, if you come to the yeah. table, you know, you've got you've to take your losses. If you won it, it'd be me crying the blues, as he says, wouldn't it? <laughs> I might have to go to uh, Broad Green Church anyway and give it one. Where were you? Where were you? Where the fuck so. were you? <laughs> it's getting to that stage now. Yeah. I'm still in my bet and sabbatical at the same time. Obviously, I briefly come out of it, which we'll touch on in uh, tip of the week a little later on. But yeah, I'm, I'm quite disciplined the last few weeks on the back of the. Still uh, on your sabbatical? The like, Packers, the Buckle. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I want to be. I was on the diary last week, lad. Five out of five. Five bets, five winners. Fucking superb last week. I had one little deviation away from it, which was just a little 20 quid double on the Linden fight to go the cards. And Spence to win by KO. I thought it was a bit big. Three to one, mm. Spence by KO. Wait there one sec. Have you got a t-shirt on yet, Steve? Oh, have you, have you, uh, he, Hello, are you fully dressed yet, mate? Have you got a t-shirt on yet? No, no, yeah, I've got me, I've got me tracky bottoms on. I'm wearing pure thing, <laughs> pure gypsy, g- gypsy king riggy. Yeah, our John was because in with his undies, the dogs in it's fucking hard work. This. So like. what's up with your house? You walking around without a top on him, walking around in his undies, all <sighs> very strange. Don't know. Looks like, me, a like. looks like a Tyson Fury training camp at the moment. It's <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. But where were we there, lad? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the discipline. You were good, just lad. giving it the after time of the week as you tend <laughs> to do, yeah, which is no good to anyone really, is it? In fairness, the bets were up, weren't they? You know, three of the bets were up. Lyndon Arthur, lay the yard KO, lay Leicester half-time, full-time at Sheffield United. Made money off Sheffield United this week, Pogby. How about that? You know it's a good week when that's happening. And what a time for me to take a bet in sabbatical, eh? I did, this is what I was going to say to you. There like, might be something know. to that, you know. There might be something to that. What a time. Some, like, some greater power, time. who knows? I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel as though if I start backing them, they start losing. So just for the, uh, just for the benefits of the page... I'll, uh, I'll you'll, 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 re- you'll refrain. Well, you said it the other day. I give you, I give you a, a horse tip, didn't I? The other week, and you said mm. it's as, it's as if <laughs> it's as if the horse and the jockey can feel me nervous tension. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, lad, it is. I, I don't think I've ever enjoyed a horse race as much as I love backing the horses, despite always losing on them. I don't think I've ever enjoyed watching a horse race, especially when you back something. There's, 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 there is too much tension there. You can't enjoy, oh. can you? I don't enjoy I'm it. Jo- honestly, I have. I've backed a couple of tips in the last, I've got to be what, back to like Ascot now, I'm thinking about the last three, four months. And can you shut that, lad? Shut the door. Move the dog for us, lad. Can we Martin the hairdryer off? What the fuck is going on? I've never heard anything like it. I feel like I'm in the leather shop at Central Station here. (laughs) Fucking shocker. But yeah, the the horses, 
I don't think they're good for anything. They're certainly not good for me bank. I don't seem to have prolonged profits no. over them. Not good for the for the old fucking Ron Dixon, the old Anjana attacks, are they? No, not at all. Not good for me kids. Whenever I watch a horse race and I back the horse and my kids are there, they're just looking at me. Just It's like I've, I've, I've developed like sort of nerve-riddled Tourette's. I'm like, fuck it. Jump! Fuck it! Not even just like that. Horrible, horrible. And I'm like contorting as I'm saying it. <sighs> and like Louis said to me one day when he was watching the race, Dad, why are you doing that with your body? And I said, I don't even know, son. This was after the race. Obviously, I told them to probably do one at the time. Like no distractions during the race. But no, it doesn't bring out the best of me back on horses. But I'll probably save myself for it for Cheltenham this year. And get stuck in as I usually do. Yeah, I think at the big ones, I think if you can get a few multiples on the go, try and bring the house down, bit of fun. But that sounds like it might be a really effective gamble away advert. Just you and Louie in the living room. You and baby Gronk, you can contort <laughs> and twitching as fucking, as Jim Cowardly takes your, uh, takes your multiple. Yeah, down. exactly, yeah. I'm like Lecky Legs, honestly, just absolutely just dancing around the living room, unbeknownst to me. And yeah, just very strange. Like, yeah, it's not, not, not great, not a good look. And. Yeah, not not great parenting, really, in hindsight. No. But anyway, we go on. The, sh- the, the show must go on, as we say. Who are you? Uh, my name's Lecky Lex Campbell. You know what I mean? I can, I can do a lot of stuff. I'm very good in this, that, whatever. Do you know what I mean? On, the world me. is waiting for me. You know what I mean? Yes, hey, yeah. I've got everything going. Very talented, this, whatever. Forget what I've just said to you. I'm the main guy right now. Do you know what I mean? You're going to be on the main screen. Let me see, Lex. Go ahead, son. That comes <laughs> I'm getting to Vegas. They're calling for me, but I don't want to go there really. I want to represent Liverpool. Do Speaking you know of uncontrolled behaviour and outlandish body language and uh, and vocals, did you catch any of the, the stuff around the Millwall fans, lad, booing the uh, booing the knee on their on their return to to the stands to the terraces? How could you not? It was it was front page news, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. Is was there any? Any players, Millwall or the opposition team? Any black players? Just I, I don't I don't know whether that was the case or not. And I know that's not why they weren't booing. Just for the particular individual, it was more the the cause as a whole. And obviously, just given the the racist elements of Millwall fans, it didn't come as a massive surprise that they would be the first of no doubt several teams to boo the knee. Mm. As wrong as it is, was there any black players on the pitch at the time? I presume so, Popey. Do you know what? It's not. It's not. It's not one I've seen loads of. Unfortunately, I haven't. I've just got the paper there from Sunday, and I've had a chance to to get stuck into it. Like just knobheads, uh, aren't they? Basically, I wouldn't even give them the time of day to report on it. They're just knobheads. They're almost. It's like they, they get off on it, don't they? But as you say, you're probably right. It, obviously, it needs reporting, and it's got to be pulled up. But it's almost what they're after. They want to be yeah. the most fucking offensive, the most outlandish, the most laddish fucking. Right wing faction, don't they? Of supporters, did that? Were the Derby fans getting involved at all, lad? No, I seen Rooney lacing the Millwall fans, but not the Derby fans. I think I'd seen a report early saying it was the Derby fans tied in as well. Am I, am I well off there? Is this reckless speculation? Well, it wouldn't be the first time on the show, would it? No, absolutely not. We, uh, we, we, <laughs> absolute car crash. Yeah, We're, uh, we 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 hold everyone accountable, don't we? With 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 very little, if any, substance at all to to what we're saying. So certainly wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> I thought no, they might I, have I, been preparing for the fucking John Terry era if, if they were getting stuck in. Insulted like, <laughs> with the job, honey. I think it was just I, I, from what I read. I, I don't know. I, I didn't actually see any of the footage, but it just I'm purely going on 
what I'd read up on, and and it was the Millwall fans, from from what I've read at least. And uh, as I say, they're just knobheads, and I don't really want to waste my time speaking about them on the uh, on the show. And I'm sure our listeners would agree with that. Really good, good. Yeah. Uh, what did you? I didn't catch Anton Ferdinand. I know he was on Super Sunday, wasn't he? What do you make of that from Sky? Do you think that Sky? Jumping in line and, and doing the right thing, giving them a platform, or do you feel they're jumping on the bandwagon a bit? Do you almost feel like they're a little bit late to, late to the party, you know? I was going to say to you last week, I, I hope he's a better campaigner than what he was a footballer. <laughs> 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 Terrible, ain't he? Just lift off his brother's name. He wasn't know? great, he wasn't great, though. No, no, Awful. But, uh, but it sounds like he's doing he's doing bigger things than football at the moment, and, and so, he, so he should. Like, Did, did you catch it yourself, Paul? Did, did you catch him on Super Sunday? No. I didn't make no, but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they're just cashing in. Really, you know these 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 big corporate companies work, and they don't really have have a conscience. Certainly, don't have ethics, and it's all about uh, figures. And obviously, he's in the limelight at the minute, especially on the back of Saturday, where 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 races is, is is at the forefront of conversations relating to football over the weekend and they're just cashing in. Really, yeah, I don't think there's 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 any more to it other than that. To be honest, I don't know what your take was. I'm conflicted with it because you know. I made up the process and that and, and you know the conversation has started and, and, and people are starting to get platforms like Anton Ferdinand and cases like that are getting readdressed so so we don't have to experience them again but at the same time it is a little bit like like I go back to the NFL one and you know the NFL was banning players for peacefully protesting taking a knee against racism and against police brutality and now all of a sudden once once the fan base shifts, once the people who are paying money are kind of on board with it and it becomes societally important to do, that's when they shift. Surely these leaders, surely the likes of Sky, surely these people, these broadcasters, these powerful entities, they should be leading the way on it, really, you would think. You know, it looks a little bit... after. T- yeah, you're saying I'm the king of the aftertiming, but the likes of Sky now all of a sudden wanting to discuss the big matters. It's like, where the fuck have you been for... for- the last 10, 20 years, you know. Steve, you've got... Um, just using the NFL as a case in point there, they've had it, so many domestic violence incidents over the last few years. You've got the likes of Ray Rice, Nick Chubb, who yeah. plays for the Cleveland... And all, the, all these players get is it maybe a handful of games, suspension, mm. and then they're back, in, they're back into the league, they're back into their their teams with open arms, and then they're starting again as soon as they're available. So these are, these are men who've been caught on camera... Battering women, whether it's yeah. the wives or girlfriends or Grim mistresses. as fuck. Grim Ray, as Ray fuck. Rice, you, using him oh. as an example. He battered in the lift. Bird in the lift. In the, in lift, the hotel lift. It. Oh my God. Yeah. And what do they get? They effect, effectively get a small fine, a slap on the wrists, and then a suspension, whatever it was, three, four, five, six games potentially. And then you got someone like Colin Kaepernick, who believes in a cause. And then he's he he sort of took a lead on it, and he's he's effectively sort of the poster guy for yeah. for sort of campaigning for, for social injustices for black people in America and he's just completely had his career ended it's mad on, on the back of that it, which that's, that can't be right Steve that's, that, no. that just can't no. be right can it I'm surprised he's still uh, what's his name lad who's the, the commissioner at the moment of, of the NFL Roger Goodell Roger Goodell I'm surprised he's he's still going I'm really I don't know how we could release that tape I think we've played it on a podcast before of him saying how much the NFL is now listening and I just don't know how we could oversee that, how we could oversee suspensions for the protest and almost like, it's almost like blackmail gagging, isn't it? You know what I mean? For, for use of a fucking better term. P- people were kind of held to ransom not to protest or they'd, they'd lose the yep. contracts, they'd, they'd lose the position. 
And then they make up they, they make up a narrative just to justify their actions by saying it's disrespecting the, the American flag by, by yeah. kneeling during the exactly just just to justify their actions basically. It's it's completely wrong. So I think it's a long way to go. I think it is good that we, as I say, that we're revisiting the likes of Anton Ferdinand's case and and it's being it's being shown out there. But then I don't know if I feel like John Terry should be forced to to make a statement on it. Why aren't Aston Villa? Where he coaches, where he's employed. Why aren't Aston Villa saying, look, you need to get out in front and address this? Everyone's talking about it. It's a massive matter. Things have changed. Society's mm. changed a lot in the last five years. You need to get out and talk about this and uh, and, and have you saying it. Yeah, I know it's been to a court of law. Yeah, and well, I was going to say that what, that would be his retort to that, wouldn't it? It, it was, was all them years ago yeah. now and he, he, he was found not guilty in a court of law. So what else mm. is there to be said on it, basically? But he was found guilty by the FA. At the same time, mm. he was stripped of his captain's band. I think he got a, a certain fine or suspension. Yeah, it, it's so if you one. want to become so if you want to become a club manager, which is governed by the FA, after they found you guilty of racism in the past, then you'd think, yeah, you need to come out and say something really before wouldn't, he is to take a managerial position you, somewhere. Wouldn't you, if you were John Terry, wouldn't you want to get out there and talk about it yourself? If I was innocent, want... well, absolutely, yeah. If, if, if certainly, if I was innocent, more so than anything, I'd still be protesting my innocence to this day, of course. But that just proves his his guilt. Really, the fact he isn't coming out and saying anything. But even even Popey, even if you were guilty, wouldn't you use this time? Why not completely break the mold and say, "Look, do you know what? We had a spat." I'm not a racist guy. I'm mates with fucking Ashley Cole. I'm mates with his brother. He said some horrible shit to me. We're in the middle of a heated footy match. I said what I thought would be the most horrible thing to him to get him off me back and to, and to put him back in his place. It's disgusting. Uh, wouldn't you go down that route and just be openly honest? I, I think I think he'd gain more from that, but maybe maybe he hasn't got that in him as, as a personality. No. Maybe you, you see, it's, you're talking about a pampered, entitled millionaire fo- ex-footballer here. Who shags I mean? his teammates' fucking wives. There you go. Yeah, so he he doesn't necessarily think along the line, the same lines as you or I, or or, or as no. I say, it's it's you can't really, yeah, hold him in the same. Uh, no, I know, I know, I know you can't. I know you can't. I mean, I'm, I'm, we're really. all we're all not perfect individuals. Don't get me wrong, but I just feel you more so than most. <laughs> I feel like there was. I feel like there's a chance there. I don't know. There's a chance for Terry to do something there is, quite. There is. Quite, but... Quite massive in society, and own up to it maybe, and 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 move on, and, and move the conversation forward, and move on with his life. Because that's if he gets manager's job, you telling me black players who play for him say he gets the derby job, or even Aston Villa now, they're not having second opinions of him now with, with all this coming back up. They're not. They're not having. Well, I, th- I think that'll probably go into the um, the owner's thought process when it whenever if if he does ever get a get a job at a particular club. I certainly think that will be part of the thinking process prior to appointing them as to how sort of happy or content black players would be playing for them because mm. there would obviously be some sort of issue you'd think if if that were to be the case. But as I say, yeah, I, I don't think, I, I can't see it happening anytime soon. And to play devil's advocate here, and I don't want to sound fucking ridiculous and insane here, he said a fucking absolutely horrible thing to Anton Ferdinand to get as personal as he can. I don't think that necessarily means that John Terry would have prejudice against other black players that he either plays for or man- or managers. I- I- I'm not sure that would be the case. I think it possibly was an isolated incident and 
there's a chance for him to address that and, and say that and, and, and acknowledge that, but say that even that is not good enough and, and needs needs stomping out. But we'll see, lad, we'll see. It was great to see Liverpool give a real good ovation for, for the knee on Sunday and it is good to have fans back in the ground. Did you know anyone who went to game, Popey, on Sunday? Two of the lads went, yeah. did from any yeah, of the Yeah, Tom Ed went. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, Tom Ed who listens to the uh, to the show. Tom Forshaw, yeah. another loyal listener. Did Tom Forshaw get in there? He's he right, did, yeah. Dave, yeah o, Dave O got a ticket as well. And Pete, um, okay. So yeah, right. I think, yeah, sort of stood or, or sat by each other on the cop, socially distanced, of course. But I tell you what, yeah, considering yeah. there was only 2,000, he generated some noise and uh, he certainly gave mm. a, a great account for themselves. And uh, yeah, it was good to see. Obviously, the back on the on the back of the negative press, uh, that football garnered on Saturday with Millwall, it was, uh, no, it was good to see. Obviously, the uh, fans being allowed back into the grounds and the likes of Liverpool and, 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 other, and other teams making the most of that, really. We were talking in a WhatsApp group yesterday, in, in one of our WhatsApp groups with a, a few of the listeners. The funniest football chance we were talking about, we were getting thrown about. I don't know if, if some of the listeners want to... want to. I mean, we're always asking for content off the listeners, but if, if you want to fire us some of your funniest football chance, some of them were harsh that were popping up. Not harsh in a, in a Millwall fan's ways, but... Do you remember that one, Ian? Right, right, right. Ugly wife, wife, wife. <laughs> I've never heard that one, and I've never seen his wife. What are you saying? I, I don't think she's probably a lovely woman. I don't think she's no oil um, painting. Classically beautiful. No, maybe she's as as Johnny Sack would say, Rubenesque <laughs> about Johnny Sack. But yeah, Ian, right, right, right. Ugly wife, wife, wife. Another one was Ian Dowie scares the kids. Boo, boo. <laughs> One I'd picked up on, as I mentioned to you, I've started watching that Maradona HBO documentary, but it's like a, a two and a half hour job, so I'm, I'm not far in, I'm only about 30, 40 minutes in. I was watching another Maradona documentary yeah. on Netflix, Maradona in Mexico, don't know whether you've seen it. Okay. Did you... Yeah. No, we must have had a field day there. Well, like. did, well did, you, did you know about him? I remember it being in the press at the time, couple of... Was it, was it, sorry, Paul, was... Was it the World Cup, lad, or was it just on an, on an absolute fucking beef <laughs> rampage around, like, uh, More so <laughs> Cancun? More so the latter. But basically, I remember it being in the press <laughs> at the time. He got the manager's job at Dorados FC, which are basically the club team in Sinaloa, in Mexico. The, wow. the home of the Sinaloa yeah. cartel. Uh, El Chapo Guzman and the likes. Fuck. Well, there you go. So basically, it's a documentary about his time there. Wow. <laughs> and it's, you know what? It's really good. So basically, he come back for a set. He got appointed in 2018. Then he come back for the second season. I'm just up to the bit where he started the second season. But in the first season, he got through to the playoff final because basically they're in the second division. So they got to the playoff final yeah. to make it to the first division on the back of Maradona coming Was in. Was he playing, Pope? Was he playing manager? No, or come just on. Manager? Fucking hell. He's got two arthritic knees. He's worse than you. He can't even walk. Looks like he's walking around with a constant turtle's head and his fucking bills, honestly. <laughs> so anyway, he's, he, the team is struggling. He's come in. He's given them a massive lift. And uh, yeah, he got them to the playoff final. They got beat. And the second leg of the playoff final was away from home. And uh, all the away fans, in Spanish, of course. I couldn't tell you what they were saying in Spanish. But it had the subtitles yeah. on the bottom of the screen. And it's not very original. Certainly not as original as the two you've just given. But basically it was, Maradona sucks a dick. Maradona sucks dick. Maradona sucks dick. He sucks dick. Maradona sucks dick. And he's just stood up in the director's box because he's got a touchline ban. Just fucking kicking off on the crowd. Getting restrained. 
absolutely hilarious. Not very original, oh, is it? Not amazing. very original at all, but uh, wow. quite funny Man nonetheless. Sucks a dick. Yeah. Wow, I've, it sounds boss. Is that is that a recommendation for the listeners, Pope? It sounds a cracking documentary. That's not one of theirs. Maradona of. in Mexico, yeah. Netflix think it's about an eight-part oh. season. Surprisingly or unsurprisingly, they're not doing a second season given recent events. <laughs> is that it? That's amazing, lad. Wait, there one sec. Wait, there one sec, Pope. Hey, you, you you sound a bit uptight today. You you're all right. I think I th- I, th- I think you're in uh, in need of your blue mick fix, aren't you? That's what it is. You have to give him a bell after this, anyway. <laughs> but uh, no, that was it, anyway. That's that's my sort of nomination. I'll, I'll put one forward for uh, the least funniest football chance of all time, and I still have bad memories of this one. I remember when we beat Besiktas Liverpool eight nil at Anfield, and I was sat in the Annie Road, and there was a few Tories in front of us, like middle aged yeah. women and what have you, and they were just literally for the whole game singing uh, the Peter Crouch song. He's big, oh. he's red, his feet hang out the big pizza crowds, and it was just horrible. I think I was oh. with Jimmy Lee at the time, and it just it totally ruined the experience. We beat Besiktas 8 yeah. 0, but to this day, that'll be my abiding memory of that game. And I think it was more so the people singing oh. it and how repetitive they were with it. So that's certainly something I'd put forward as the least or unfunniest football chance of all time. One of the probably most inappropriate ones, but I think we can get away with watching it. And this came about because we were watching University Challenge last night, Monday night's quiz night in this house, and there was a question about... But you didn't get one right between you. I got... Do you know what? I only got one right on University <laughs> Challenge. But it's it was so the, hard, isn't it? it? <laughs> I usually do all right. Usually it's about five or six, but it was it was disaster capitalism. I got right, which was I thought I was it was worth maybe five correct answers. But this joker, this this clown, they had on. Uh, they asked about classic Dutch painters, and he was absolutely stumped. He didn't have a clue. Born in eighteen forty six or something, this guy. So he threw out Robin van Persie. <laughs> was his answer? You know what you do, Steve. If you, if you watch quiz shows, you have a set of answers for. So if it's a Dutch yeah. artist, you go with yes. Van Gogh. If it's a Spanish artist, you yeah. go with Picasso. If it's like fucking an American author, you'd have a list of, of several, like John Grisham, more yeah. recent, or whoever. You, yeah. You'd have a set of, even if you don't know the answer, you just throw them out there. So you look half respectable at least. He's gone with Robin Van Persie and he's on University Challenge. But no, but he knew what he was doing. It was to take the piss. He was trying to be the funny guy. Like he just went with Robin Van Persie. And it reminded me of being, I actually. I was struggling on my maths GCSE. I wasn't very fucking good at uh, algebra and whatnot. You're telling and, uh, me, yeah? I give a load of them answers myself. I I think there was an Ian Rush, there was a John Barnes to like a pie equation. I just fucked it. <laughs> John Barnes, Ian Rush. <laughs> we, we, I, I thought I might as well give a test at a fucking little giggle uh, on the way through <laughs> marking this fucking piece of shit test paper, you know. Was this was this before... So this was actually when you were in Wade Deacon. This was before you decided to reset... GCSE maths in Witness College, yeah. Well, we were forced to reset GCSE maths, weren't we, Pope? Because we know all that ended. We, we, all, we all know all that ended in uh, Mark Vizenchuk's office, don't we? Mark Vizenchuk was being our head of year at the time, yeah. You can relay the story if, you, if you'd like to, Pope. Yeah, that's where we met each other, wasn't it, Pope? Maths reset. In a, in a Widnesian college, fucking hell. Wow, that takes me back. Glorious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, oh, th- those were the days, my friend. Yeah, we've sat next to each other. Bit of common ground there, because uh, obviously, cousin Nicky. Going to college with my sister, so uh, yeah, that was the yeah. uh, the icebreaker. Yeah. yeah, we were quite disruptive, I think it was fair to say, and what was it, two or three months in, we got kicked out of the class just for a, a list of, of, mm. of, of minor violations, but it's more of a top-up offence, I think. We were too disruptive, yeah. just, uh, distracting everyone in the class. So anyway, we then filled our next two or three months 
playing poker in the canteen, which you could say was was more of a learning experience than Carmel's maths class anyway, certainly so. when it comes to... Uh, I'll tell you what, the, 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 those Chinese lads we used to play with with the girl dealer, <laughs> I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, they, <laughs> they had all sorts, I'm sure they had camera phones set up, they took us the fucking cleaners, didn't they? Anyway, I, I'm... I'm divulging there. Go no, on. no, it's uh, no, it's it's a good little uh, good little nuggets of information nonetheless. So anyway, yeah. So basically, we got kicked out, me and you, and then yeah. So that was it. Then our, our our next few months, we were just playing poker in the canteen, and then come the exam time, Mark Vizenchuk or was as he was it best known, who was our head of year, called us into his office to basically say okay you've been kicked out there's there's a monthly exams obviously it's an important month in your life potentially so uh, we're going to invite you back into the class for the next month in preparation for the exam and then obviously you can take the exam and best of luck type of thing and i was very appreciative i was like oh thanks was really appreciate that yeah apologies for what's happened in the past i'll keep my head down and i, re- I realize how important maths is to me and then it's come to you basically your turn to uh to offer your um appreciation and all you did is basically got your bag on your back stood up patted was on the shoulder and said that uh, nah you're all right thanks was I'll, I'll take me chances and just left the room <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was a cocky fucker, wasn't I? I was 16, 17. I'll Jesus take me chances. Christ. I think if it wasn't for me being in the room, I don't think you would have done that. I think you probably would have snapped his hand off and took it. I think it was just for my benefit and just trying to sort of make me laugh, to which you did. I couldn't help it. I couldn't keep it in. I started laughing as you just left the room and then I just had to try and... You didn't know where to look, did you? Your face was getting ready. You just didn't know. Brilliant, though. It was a real curveball for you. It was just for the for the comedy impact, yeah. I just thought, Pope... <laughs> If I knock this fella's... Because he, me- he was meant to be a bit of a scary figure, wasn't he? Was. Everyone was yeah, terrified yeah, yeah. of him. He was like he was like Winston Wolfe, the man they're dragging to sort the problems out with uh, with students. And yeah. I just thought this is a real... Opp- it's either a real opportunity to get my academic career back on track <laughs> or a real opportunity to to do something and make Pope laugh in a way that he'll still be telling 20-odd uh, years later. And, uh, and, and how right you were, in hindsight. <laughs> Brilliant. Good times. <laughs> Unbelievable, but yeah, back to back to Van Persie. I think uh, one of our listeners, Paul Croak, said, "Do you remember that one when he'd he'd had a bit of an incident with a with a woman? It was a sexual assault case thrown at him. Do you remember Van Persie when the girl says no, molest her? <laughs> no, I don't remember that lad. Absolutely, I fantastic. think that was the I think that was the Arsenal fans. I think you come up with that, Boss. and then the classic from big big Stevie Mitchell, the classic Steve Bruce. He's got a big fat head. It's just funny. it's very to the point, Wonderful, isn't it? Isn't you it? don't need to sugarcoat it. Steve it's very Bruce. massive of fact. He's got a big fat head. He's got he's a got an head like head. a beach ball. Head like a beach ball <laughs> on the back of the uh, the beach ball goal against us when he uh, managed. Oh, yeah. managed oh, Sunderland. Yeah. Well, we've we've seen the the good and the bad of, of football there. I suppose from football fans, should we should we move on to more of the bad for you, Popey? Should we move on to the unlikely lookalike section and your favourite soundtrack? Go on, if if we must. I'm reminded when I look at you. Go on, lad. Have you got any this week? Uh, I've got one off Jimmy Lee. You were in the group at the time, okay. so you, you're probably half expecting this. But he said Morrissey of, of Smith's fame yeah. looks like, according to Jimmy at least, Craig Revel Horwood from who's apparently 
a judge on uh, Strictly Come Dancing, so I don't know whether there's any. Oh, I see that. that. Yeah, yeah. But is that yeah, unlikely again? Is that unlikely or, or, or not so much? I don't know. I think Jimmy might be missing the point. I've had a couple off Jimmy where it's just a straight lookalike, and I'm thinking, Jim, no, I need a change of race. I need some female. I need generational. So it's too obvious, changes. basically. Too obvious. <laughs> Jimmy, come on, mate. You're a man of law. Well, you give me that stick. You give me that stick last week over Gary Barlow. I thought Gary Barlow and HBK was a, was a cracker, and I loved getting your picture up there as well, Poppy. That was. How happy am I, by the way? What's see. all that about? A bit nauseating, really. So I'm shattered. I, <laughs> I can't believe I made up your hat. You're like Moscow seeing a fucking under twenty three player at the Melwood Gates, aren't you? There? <laughs> <laughs> he's caught, He's getting a bit of heavy today, Moscow, isn't he? Even in Moscow, or <laughs> afternoon, right, whenever you're listening, son. I was, yeah, on reflection, lad, when I was looking at it, I was half tempted not to send it, yeah, just given how, how cheddar there was. Yeah, it was a little bit nauseating, but uh, especially the fact that Louise wasn't overly asked, no, and he could sell that no, on Louise the picture. Louise looked, looked absolutely... Louise looked absolutely unfazed. Like, yeah. Our John was a big uh, Take That fan back in the day. We used to rip him for it. No doubt. Uh, the cousins, yeah. Anarchy and Ross, and I actually... In an act of rage, I don't know if it was like you, you know how sometimes like closeted homosexuals can act out and act repressed. Maybe I was a a repressed take that fan. I actually smashed the frame picture of his, a take that frame picture of his, and there's 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 no need for it really. There's no act, you know. There's there's no explanation for. So in the misspent youth, yeah, you just basically spent your time just 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 trashing take that memorabilia. I'd like to ask how you got your hands on take take that memorabilia in the first place, or was it your Peggy's? No, it was Johnny's. Oh, okay. No, it was yeah. Johnny's. Yeah, well, yeah. Johnny had a frame picture. I don't know. Someone bought him. It knew that he knew that he liked take that. I think, or my ma bought him. It and uh, yeah, I punched it in a rage of maybe jealousy and possibly re- repressed homosexuality towards Jason Orange, maybe. I don't know. I was always going to say, yeah, you were always a bit of a Jason Orange fan, weren't you? <laughs> J- Jason Orange in college when we used to bladder them fucking sunbeds. What what were we up to there in that witness college? Like, Jesus Christ. Cronton College, wasn't it? Heady days. Heady days. We, the, you know. The glory years, lad. Brilliant, weren't it? Meant to be grown men at that point, trying to work on our educations and then <laughs> higher improve ourselves, and we're just we're just taking the piss, fucking pushing each other on shopping trolleys in in the canteen and robbing the tuck shop blind. Eh? Fucking idiots, really. Do you really. remember that lad? Was that was that at the start of ja- uh, like Jackass and that? Had that just been released at the time, or were we ahead of our ahead yeah, of the I time? I think so. I think I think that had a big I think that had a big influence on it. Us, didn't it? Dirty Sanchez and whatnot. Yeah, I think so, lad. Yeah, we were up to all sorts, really, weren't we? But, uh, but yeah, no, that's what our friendship was built on, ultimately. And here we are, 20 years later, still chewing <laughs> the fat. Yeah, we are, we are. In person, at some point, I'd imagine. One day, one day soon. Paul. Hopefully not. What is it, nine months and counting? No, not longer, ten months. <laughs> Should we try and do a year? Do you reckon we don't see each other until we're on the plane or in the airport in the departures lounge for uh, Mike Skinner in the streets in Amsterdam? Should we try and try and go over a year? I, I'd rather go two years. I'd rather go the dam and not see you. How's about that? We go the dam together, but but still somehow manage not to not to see each other. I think we make this a thing for the year, uh, just <laughs> just for the benefits of the podcast. Yeah, just see how long we can go without physically seeing each other. The longer the better, oh, in my eyes. Brilliant. So. Brilliant. Let's finish these unlikely lookalikes off. Smaller batch today. One from John Mullen. I know you were gutted with Matty Staples as Tevez, Barry Chuckles show oh. last week. Tevez and Mutley, the old cartoon character for, for John Mullen. Is that a little bit more? More to it, yeah. I can see. Yeah, as mad as it sounds, it's a cartoon character. 
which is a dog. Uh, <laughs> there's more to it, yeah. And to quote you, yes, there's something there with that one, more so than fucking Barry Chuck, I'll put it that way. Anyway, to me, to you. Okay, okay. Ross Jenkins, cousin Ross, he's got uh, another one for Bobby Firmino, Gachwan. Oh, exactly, yeah, it's a great shout, yeah. But again, is it unlikely? Because he basically just looks like him. Really good. I mean, he's a he's a... He's a fat Chinese gay guy and a, and a Brazilian uh, <laughs> genius footballer. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say... Which one's which? <laughs> <laughs> you tell me. That's how good a lookalike it is. Okay, you, you wouldn't know, would you? No, quite good. One from Robert Gavin again. He came up with this after a few tinnies on Friday night. He broke his, uh, his social media Good lad. embargo yep. again. Right-wing journalist Katie Hopkins yep. and 80s American cartoon Alf. Remember Alf? Yeah, yeah, do you know what? Yeah, again, this, yeah, I'm, I'm sounding like you this week, aren't I? Yeah, there's something there, yeah, definitely, yeah, good one. You can see that, the fucking schnoz on her and that, and the, uh, the, the, the furrowed... How's he, come up, how's he come up with this? So he's either spending his Friday night watching Alf or watching Katie Hopkins, because that doesn't just come to you. I don't know, he's got, he's got a bit of a skill for it, Robbie Gavin, you know. Honestly, he's, he's, he's coming up with the goods, and I'm, I'm really impressed by him, really. Then uh, the last one I've got to apologise for, I didn't write it down, I can't find it. I don't know if it was on Twitter or Instagram. Been through the Instagrams, but it was Cavani and the puppets off saw. And then there was another. Very good, there was yeah. another one. It was a. Tr- it was a triple threat. Oh. Oh, I can't remember who submitted it. So if you can give us a shout and send us the, the the, the third wheel, the third leg of the trio, like Cavani, the puppets off saw, <laughs> and and someone else. He's he's playing all right, isn't he? Oh, Cavani looks like a, a, a bit of a Sheringham signing for uh, for United. Yeah, look all right, but while while he continues to ship goals, I'm not really going to do much, Hardy. Mm. Any thoughts on? Well, we'll get onto that. We'll get onto that in tip of the week, I suppose. One thing I did want to uh, I want to pull up, lad, before we get onto the tip of the week and get out of here. I think I want to squash the death race, you know. No. What are your thoughts? No, lad, you can't. I, I've never had as much interaction in my life, to be honest with you. In fact, I had another one of our listeners, Chris Towers, onto me this morning, nominating Prince Philip. He wants to take Prince Philip, yeah. Pele got snapped up by Mike Steve. I think someone took, I think Liam Rowlands took Murray Walker. <laughs> lad, it's brilliant. It's absolutely fantastic. And, and anything, as you always go on about with the uh, unlikely lookalike, obviously, I've had my grievances with, with that particular segment in the past but we've persisted with it purely on the basis of listener interaction so i think yeah going along the same lines we, we've got to we've got to continue with the death race until someone snuffs it i just think it's bad karma i, I don't know it feels like <laughs> it's not really in sync with we're trying to be a, a better guy and do a bit of fucking tibetan meditation but is no it? one uh, but no one no one <laughs> wants to know about that side of you People don't tune in to listen about your fucking your yoga or your fucking whatever you're doing. They want to tune in to, for the death race, for the controversial takes and views. Otherwise, we wouldn't have anyone listening to it. Not that we do, but I think uh, if we want growth as a podcast and as a show, you've got to basically address to address the, the, the more sensitive subjects in life. I, I, am I going to get texts every time someone famous dies, though? Sunday, I was inundated with texts asking if anyone had had Peter Alice, the golf commentator, when he snuffed it. <laughs> <laughs> is this is this me now? Is this me? Is this my life? Siphon through fucking unlikely lookalikes and getting asked about dead celebrities and if uh, if that means the, the jackpot's gone. Do we maybe do it without the money? Do we just do it as a... I say a bit of fun. It's, is it even worse if, if there's no money involved, maybe? You're just doing it for, for kicks? It's, um, I, I, 
you say, is this me now? You, you alluded to the fact last week that it's something that you've, you've, you've always done, or at least as a community where you live, it's something you've always done. So I wouldn't take it too seriously. I okay. think it's I, I think it's worth keeping as a as a as a feature as a segment on the show. It might be short lived. Who knows? Next week you could have Tom Moore or whoever snuff it. Hopefully it's Tom Moore, just for my uh, just for my nomination. Who knows? It could be short lived. It could be more more long lived. But I think for the for the time being, at least until someone on the short list snuffs it, then uh, it's got to stay. Okay. <laughs> let's uh, on that note. Let's move on to the solo tip of the week and get out of here, shall we, Popey? To your arms on a rainy night in Soho. The wind was whistling all its show. Yep, okay. I've got nothing. I know you're still on your still on your sabbatical, but I think I got you off the fence, didn't I, Popey? I think I got you got you gambling again over the weekend with, with a little tip. You did, in fact, yeah. Actually, yeah, you got um, Curtis Jones, 33-1, to to make the England squad for the Euros in the summer, which, to me, just, just, that that can't Mm. be... That's got to be a false price. I don't know whether it's the traders put it in wrong, or... I know Skybet, I think, had 16 to one as well, so it makes it... Which looked big, I thought that looked big. That just can't be... What are you putting it down to? Do you think he's just being overlooked, given the sort of... I wouldn't say the wealth of talents that England have got in the middle of the park, but they certainly got some good players. Obviously, Grealish has come into prominence. You've got Henderson, who's going to be an ever-presence. Foden, who's not too dissimilar to Jones, although he is a talented lad. Foden, I do like him. You've got some good options in the middle of the park, but like you said to me, if he carries on playing, and if we do win the league, as you and I think we will, and even if he's like a, some sort of part of that, then and as we progress in the Champions League, as it gets nearer to the competition... He's going to be getting the headlines, and yeah, I certainly think thirty-three to one's a match. Mm. I'd probably back it at like five, six to one. To be honest with you, really would. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one to get behind as well if you're a Liverpool fan, and uh, you know, it's it, it's a good long-term one. We always say about how good long-term bets are. You you know, you've got a bit of an added interest there, even if you're not a Liverpool fan. If you do back cases to make to make the squad, I've put it up on Instagram. I don't think it's much point putting it out there on the podcast because I think he's into as short as eight to one, or maybe that's as big as there is out there now for him. I think a few of our listeners have, and certainly our followers on the Instagram page have uh, I've got stuck right into him, like so. Yeah, I think it's a great shout. As you say there, as we've discussed, I think he's not been called up yet. I think he's only just really got into the under-21 fold. But if you're going to be in a title push, say Liverpool go on and, and do win the league, as, as I think they will, say you're involved in a in a Champions League mm-hmm. run yeah. and you're involved in that. And it looks like, to me, he looks like, I know the lads have been out injured, but he looks like he's above Cater and the likes of Minamino now. Well, if you keep him for being always centre-half... I'd have him as probably... I wouldn't necessarily have him as as fourth choice. I might even have mine, and I don't really do rate him. But I think, in Klopp's mind at least, yeah. the first three go Henderson, Thiago, Wijnaldum, which you couldn't really argue against. And then I certainly think he's next in the pecking order. Maybe Fabinho aside, once, once Van Dijk comes back, but when will that be? So keeping Fabinho at the back for now, I think he's probably fourth choice on, uh, on Klopp's list, which I think would probably be mm. enough... To uh, to give him enough game time in the build up to the Euros and and he's versatile. I think he's versatile. I think he can play up the top. I think he can play in midfield. 
I just think he's going to be hard to ignore if he's still... Say we're in the Champions League semi-finals, say, and, and he's he's a fixture in that, mm. and we're top of the league. You've seen how yeah. Southgate does it. I don't really like how he does it, Southgate. But if you're playing a few games in one of the top sides in the Premier League, Southgate's going to give you the go. And I don't think he's a guy who's set on his batch yet. And I think I think he can make he can make an imprint there yet. So Curtis Jones, I hope you got on. There's not much left. Maybe even eight to one might still I think be a so. bit of value. But Brilliant. thirty-three to one, some thirty-three to one to make the Euro squad. It must be a good bet, Steve, because I'm I'm always the first to to shoot your your tips of the week down, and I've really gone gone in with you with the likes yeah. of Alex Smith and, and other big price ones that you've put up, which has obviously been mm. to my detriment. So the fact that I've backed it myself just I think tells you everything you need to know, really, and and and, and what a good bet it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah fantastic. Other other bets on the week, as I say, you'd always call me the aftertimer, so I'm going to put me. I've only got. Only got four bets in the diary this week. I'll be laying Salzburg tomorrow in the Champions League, laying City half time, full time at United, laying Spurs half time, full time at Palace, and then I think my tip of the week is probably Liverpool to win tomorrow. We're odds against. I know we're through. I know the top of the group's been wrapped up, and the bookies have priced us up against these fucking <laughs> petrol pump attendants. Like we're we're gonna have a really weak side out there. But when you think about it, lad, <clears throat> when you look at the injuries we've got, you can only play your Champions mm-hmm. League squad. It's not like you can play all the fucking under-23s and play the kids. We're going to have a pretty decent side out there, I'd imagine. I'd imagine Cater needs a game. I think Trent probably needs some game yeah. time. Jotter will probably figure back in there. He'll be after the uh, the top scorer, won't he, in the Champions League, chasing that down. I think also 11-10 to 10 tomorrow against this lot. I think it's a crack on price again. I think the bookies ate us again. And it's worth uh, it's worth getting on the air. Uh, so the is, this, is it stock. something that you're going to be getting stuck into, Steve, or in terms of stake? I've had a go, yeah, yeah. I've had three hundred. I had three hundred quid yesterday at eleven to at twenty one to twenty. Yeah, I've had a go on us like I fancy, uh, fancy us to do the job. So prepare for Keegan of the week when we get beat by a, by a, the fucking whipping boys you, you, of the group. You're literally, yeah, yeah, you're Keegan of the week every week at the minute, aren't you? Really, but uh, in, in all fairness, like you said, you put up a, what is it? Back to back winning tips, tips for the tip of the week. So hopefully you're making a hat trick with this one anyway. Back to back, yeah, back to back winning winning boxing tips. I think Joshua <coughs> might go to points really this this week, but I'm not touching that with a badge pole lad. Who knows what he's been up to behind closed doors with no fucking testing mm. and what you know what I mean? He could be an absolute monster coming out. Yeah, Liverpool, I think, and I don't want to sound one dimensional, but I think if you're looking for something to kick start your accumulator yep. for the weekend, maybe get a get Liverpool as the first one. Back to back to back, eh? Yeah, let's go, let's go. All right, Popey, I will uh, short and sweet this week. Not that as short, we like still it. an hour and twenty, like which is too long for me. Not as concise as I would have liked it, but anyway, let's uh, yeah, let's try and keep it under an hour next uh, next week, just for our listeners' benefit. I'll do some editing. Oh shit! And one last bet before we go. I'm sorry to to fucking go against what you're saying there, but calling back from last week, I've actually had thirty quid on Liam Gallagher, Christmas number one. You can get ten to one with Skybet. I had to take the eight, eight with uh, best. Is that how short he is? So is he tens? Liam Gallagher, Chris. So there can't be much with the greatest respect. Obviously, we're we're both massive Oasis fans. We have been since our adolescence and. Obviously, we went to watch Gallagher in Amsterdam back in February, so massive Liam Gallagher fan. But if he's as short as ten to one, there can't be much competition this year. Like, what are we? What are we talking about? Should, should we have a look at the market? Should you want to have a look at the market while we're on? And stay. What, what? What? What sort of? What is defined as a Christmas number one this year? Because it's not like going back twenty years where you watch Top of the Pops and then there's your Christmas number one based on album sales. Obviously, it's all online no. nowadays. So how do they accumulate it? What, like, what, what does it go off? So I think I think it's sales. I think it's streaming. 
it, uh, yeah, it's all that shit, isn't it? That's how it's judged. Yeah, novels. Could you rely though in a nation full of Tories that we live in that that Gallagher's going to be in against us number one? It's just going to be something a little bit more cliche. I think like a Mariah Carey one or something. Do you know what I mean? All I want for Christmas. Yeah, well, well, well there's Look your favourite. Mariah Carey's your favourite yeah. at two to one. She's, but what's she doing? Is she re-releasing an old Christmas one? Is she or what? If the, yeah, exactly. Our original, like, yeah. That's that just doesn't surprise me. I swear to God, I haven't looked at that market, and I just knew, given the the country of Tories that we live in, that it'd be something like that, something cliche. Well, there's a little bit of extra material and comedy. Who's Lad Baby? Lad Baby is is the second favourite. Never heard of it in my life. Three to one. No, couldn't tell you. No. Lad Baby. Get him on. Here's one for you. Third favourite: Gemma Collins and Darren Day. The love rat. <laughs> Darren Day. <laughs> Is he throwing a shift in, is he? <laughs> He's fucking always throwing a shift in, Darren Day, lad. So it's got him into trouble over the years. Is he having a go? Is he at Gemma Collins? Yeah, well, Jundi's brilliant. Lundy's and, uh, and Dazzler. He'll be fucking wearing them undies after the studio session, I'd imagine. <laughs> On his head, yeah. <laughs> oh, dirty dick, Darren Day, He's yeah. Having a go. He having and a then go, Liam Gallagher. He? Liam Gallagher is your, is your four favourite. Ten to one with Hills, ten to one with Skybet. I think it, what I've heard, it's a, it's, a, it's a really good Christmassy song, Liam. I quite like it. Paint the night sky while the morning waits with a field of stars to keep the dark at bay. Take your spot. Quite emotional. But, what, but, what, but what's the market that's going into? Is he getting it out Loads. there? What's happening? Loads. His missus is fucking great. She bombed us in Amsterdam, didn't she? I was I was trying to fucking make inroads to interview him, wasn't I? And that yeah, just shows yeah. you under, she, under false pretenses, like yeah, of, of course. course. She, she sensed bullshit there, didn't she? she yeah, yeah, yeah. She's hot on the dial, apparently. Apparently, I got told, yeah, uh, we might be able to catch a word with him, possibly. No promises. Then they told us he stormed off, didn't he? The night before the Amsterdam yeah, gig. Yeah. Um, was it Berlin? Yeah. Was it or Hamburg? It was uh, one of the two. I think it might be Berlin. So I, I got told, yeah, he's doing no interviews. Next thing, we get land at Manchester Airport. There's a big fucking five five page spread in the NME. Interviewed in, in Amsterdam City Centre. Yeah, by by a respectable journalist. Yeah, from an actual magazine yeah. rather than just just you. Yeah, fucking body bullshit. Yeah, full of fucking weed cookies. Like, yeah, trying to interview him. Yeah, it wouldn't be no good. <laughs> have you got the before we go? Have you got the interview lined up with Skinner when we're in Amsterdam next year? Yeah. No, we're gonna try. I think he's. I think he hates us. I think we're stalking him a little bit. He tagged him. Hang on a minute. Less of the us. Yeah, I've never met the guy. Like, well, we're a collective, aren't we? You know, but we. Yeah. <laughs> when it suits you, yeah, we are. Yeah. It's our, our mates are managed. The Zutons are managed by the same manager. I think so. We'll see what we can do. We'll see if we can set something up. Be fucking great to interview him out there, wouldn't it? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and uh, we, we need to revisit that in the new year once we know more about the travel restrictions around COVID and. Put it back out there for the listeners. Who Definitely. Wants to join us in the yeah, we're going to year. watch. All things being well, we're going to watch the streets. If you're a new listener, you won't, might not have heard us talk about this, but we're, we're going to watch the streets. A good group of us. Is it April? Last weekend of April. Yeah, I've completely lost track of time. Yeah, it's but mad, it'll soon be here. And I yeah. think we're going to use that as an opportunity to potentially, if we can get somewhere to agree to it to do our first live show if we can get in touch with some coffee house or bar over there I think it'd be good yeah, so yeah, we'll see yeah. we'll, we'll revisit it in the new year anyway 
get this catastrophe of a year out the way first. Yeah, and off we go. Amsterdam and doing podcasts are not a nice place off your face, I don't think, Pope, but <laughs> we'll have a go, won't we? All right, lad, I yeah. will catch you up Take it easy, week. bud. Yeah, see All you right, soon. Guys. See you later. Ta-da, mate. Ta-da, ta-da. Ta-da. to Vegas they're calling for me but I don't want to go there really I want to represent Liverpool do you know what I mean